Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey! <laughs> It's a good day. It's a good day. What the heck, man? I know. Whoop, whoop. We're talking about Satya today. Woo, a little truthfulness. Yeah. To be honest, if I could tell you the <laughs> truth. <laughs> but for real, mm -hmm. Satya, the Sanskrit word for truth or mm -hmm. non-lying. It's lovely. Second of our yamas. It is second to Ahimsa, but Satya is no less important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, lots of layers to mm -hmm. truthfulness. Yeah, it means truthfulness, not just in our words, but in our thoughts and our actions as well. Mm, deep, deep, deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's one thing to say one thing, but to think another is maybe not so truthful. <laughs> Right? So it seems mm -hmm. fairly obvious. You mm -hmm. tell somebody, hey, you need to speak the truth, say the truth, right? However, that becomes a moral debate. Mm -hmm. If me speaking the truth could also be hurtful, then I have to weigh between truthfulness of satya and kindness of ahimsa. Exactly. Exactly. And it also seems like it should just be, you know, blatantly obvious, like, hey, this is a moral code. Speak the truth. Except mm -hmm. for the fact that sometimes we don't because sometimes speaking our truth might cause disconnect or discourse or, mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes we just suck it up. Well, it depends on what you're speaking your truth about. Like if I say, does this orange sweater look good on me? And you think it looks like shit, but I'm wearing it here in Tennessee and it's autumn. Maybe there's no reason to tell me that. <laughs> True. Although I think it looks really cute. So matches my hair. It's a super great example. Plus we're matchy smatchy. We're both wearing orange. It is. It is. I was thinking two pitas on a pod. So give us a better example. That was kind of a crappy one because I would expect you to tell me the truth. <laughs> I, I would want you to tell well, me the okay, truth. Well, okay, fair. Maybe it isn't about you and your orange shirt, but maybe yeah. it's someone in whatever they came in the room with and they really love what they're wearing, yeah. mm -hmm. but it just really maybe doesn't look amazing on them. But yep. but is it necessary to say that? Mm -hmm. if, if breaking their pride and crushing their heart, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Maybe it's just better to be that it's better left unsaid. Mm -hmm. I had a little excerpt I wanted to read to you, if you don't mind. I'd love for you to read to me. It's from the language of Yen by Gabrielle Harris. And, you know, I love that little book. Mm -hmm. And my sister Lauren turned me on to it. I had it in my shopping cart for like months and she ordered it and said it was good. So I kind of bought into it. But she talks about the, uh, the heart of satya, the practice of satya as a moving target. What we believe in and what is right for us is always changing from day to day and it skews with the revolving lens with which we view the world. Life is not one way all the time. So to practice this tenet, we need to continuously assess the question, what is true at this moment? Ooh. 
Very true. I know. Revolving door. Exactly. So when we look at our life, we may understand that some of the truths we held dearly about ourselves and others may not be true at this moment. Right. Because absolutely. Mm -hmm. What what I viewed as my truth as an eight-year-old is vastly Mm -hmm. different to what I viewed as my truth when I was 18 versus when I was 28 versus now Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, way older. Now when I'm 38 plus. <laughs> right. But you get what I'm driving at. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of times what we forget is that the truth that we were living then was the truth mm-hmm. that was maybe taught to us or that mm-hmm. was expected of us because of where we were in our life. Whereas now we're in very different places. And mm-hmm. so our truth does need to adapt to that. Speaking of truth from that very, very deep inner layer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to add on to that. I was like, <laughs> Ooh, yes. Yeah, speaking of that, go, go. On, go I was, on. I was going to, <laughs> but I was just thinking about it like at its root, right? And so it's easy for us, just like we were talking about in Ahimsa. It's really great and it's really lovely for us as yoga teachers to be like, yeah, live in your truth, right? Mm-hmm. Except, how do you actually apply that? Like, mm-hmm. how do you take that next step? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, literally speaking, your truth could alienate you from groups of people, parts of your family, mm-hmm. friends that you've been working with for a long time, your church. Uh-huh. Like, there could pe- be really big life altering changes if you blatantly tell your truth and how you view the world. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be one of those things where you can ask, you know, how difficult it can be to express what you need to express for your own truth and how scary sometimes that can be to make mm-hmm. that decision to step away from like you you think about like when you made life altering changes, like, you know, changing your circumstance with your marriage and moving out of Texas and and how much time it took you to come to that place where you were like, no, I need, I'm not living in my truth and this is not working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, and I do think it's important to reassess your truth. If someone that meant well told you your truth was something, as you mentioned, when you're eight, how much of that becomes part of our story and becomes part of who we believe we are. And so really, truly doing that assessment, you know, and Satya to asks us, and I'm reading again from the Gabrielle Harris book, by the way, Satya asks us to be brave, to gently untangle and challenge our beliefs so that we can unburden ourselves of what is no longer valid. It asks us to be honest in what we're doing with our lives, who we're in relationships with, and in our intentions. And it asks us to be non-judgmental so we can welcome and examine all parts of ourselves, our limitations, and the places we have chosen to ignore. And it asks us to stop lying. Yeah, 100%. So this like comes from a place, and I think you could probably pull a lot of these similar topics out of Deborah Adele's book, mm-hmm. The Yamas and the Niyamas, because in there she talks about, like, are you working off? of someone else's truth because Mm -hmm. you feel indebted to them, because you feel familially tied to them? Are your actions solely for your dharmic purpose? Or are you living for something different? Are you is are you a people pleaser? Are you enabling like a lot of these, you know, sort of clinical terms that we use contribute to what we thought our story was Mm -hmm. what we thought 
our truth was, as opposed to doing the really hard work of investigating what what is my truth right now. Mm-hmm. If I wake up each day and I'm just a little bit anxious about what's going to happen, or if I am carrying anger, or if I am, you know, just not feeling lovely, there is something about what my actions are that aren't aligning with what my true feelings or my authentic self really wishes for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's taking that investigation to decide, right, where or why isn't this working for me? And usually mm-hmm. it's something that we can see. We're just ignoring or we're saying, yeah, not right now. Like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, mm-hmm. And like you said, it's hard work. It is hard work yeah. because there's admission. There's mm-hmm. admission that says, you know, if I speak my truth, I might hurt someone else. Mm-hmm. Or I might not be who I've told myself I am my whole life. I have to admit that I want to be something different mm-hmm. or that the people around me might not like who I am now. And I think that's where a lot of people are. Rejection is scary mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, wanting to speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So putting it kind of into practice, when you are on your yoga mat, you can start with that intention, start with honesty before you even move, before you do anything else and really be honest and touch, you know, touch your heart, find out what your truth is. And you don't even have to be in a class centered around this. You can do that for yourself before you, you know, if you get to a class, get there early, lie, lie down and be truthful with your heart, with yourself and see what comes up. It's funny because when you bring it up like that about our practice on the mat, it means we literally have to be like, okay, ego, get out of the way. (laughs) Get the hell off the mat. (laughs) Get the hell off the mat because I want to be hanging out with my true Atman. I want to be hanging out with my true soul. So ego, go away. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can set and even... If you if you're in a classroom, you're not going to chant loudly, or people will you know maybe be disturbed. But you know you can chant to yourself Satnam, which truth is my essence. You know I love that one. I do too. Mm-hmm. Great mantra work in in all things. You know you've got your practice of journaling, and you know I love the path of mantras and mudra work. And mm-hmm. and in that too, your mantra can it, whatever the change is that you can have in your mantra that I be authentic, whatever it is you're trying mm-hmm. to change, and use authentic as your truth, or that I am my most authentic. I don't know whatever it is you're driving. Mm-hmm for your mantra or my most truthful version of myself or whatever, but add just the word truth into your mantra or the word Mm -hmm. authenticity into your mantra. And you're going to now help to build the strength of it coming from the right place. I think you and I need to come up with a new mantra for our day today. Oh, (laughs) for this day or just for us in general? Yeah, I think for this day. And this doesn't even have to go on the recording, but I think we had a day. We need need to put a mantra, put the word truth in a mantra for us for today. I truthfully hate it today. (laughs) No. (laughs) I did, Kat. I just, I just did. So may kindness and truth rule my actions. I like that. I think maybe mine might be, I speak my truth and my truth is heard. Ooh, perfect. Because that's Mm -hmm. what you were looking at earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine would be that hopefully I don't literally put my fist through the screen and... punch that dude on zoom yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. So one thing I do think working on satya, I think, and you can work on that in any kind of a practice, but I do think it really would be very helpful to do it in a yin practice. Oh, well, yes, because here's why. The Mm -hmm. first step of yin asks us to approach our edge, which is our line of ego and Mm -hmm. truth, Mm -hmm. and then set within it. And sometimes it's very tricky. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It's like it's like literally how honest are you being with yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm pretty honest with myself. Oh, no, you're not until you do a yin class and then you realize, mm-hmm. oh, heck, I got stuff mm-hmm. everywhere. I've been in yep. denial, in uh-huh. denial. Yep. And that's not in Egypt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I just don't even know if either of these two podcasts are actually arable, but I'm going to go with it. (sighs) Wow, Kat. so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you look so serious. You're like, in denial. In denial. We haven't even been drinking today. Oh. Wow. You know what? Maybe if we go get a big glass of wine and we come back, the podcast might sound better. Holy buckets. (laughs) What is wrong with us today? Satcha is really a golden nugget. I like this one. It's on the very first page of Satcha in the Deborah Adele book. The jewel of Satcha or truthfulness isn't safe, but it's good. Ooh, it isn't safe. It's risky. (laughs) And that's kind of what we were talking about. That decision to say, okay, I realize this isn't in the norm of my family, in the norm of my job, in the norm of whatever, but self-advocacy, that's a really Mm -hmm. huge, huge part of, first of all, being kind to ourselves, but speaking our truth really ultimately is going to show ourselves how kind we Mm -hmm. can be. Uh, And for those of us that are, those people that worry about, well, if I show my truth, people won't love me, then those people are not your people anyway. They're not, you know, and, and the thing is, is that they maybe will come around. Maybe it takes them a moment to readjust to what you've said and then meet you again on your mat. Mm-hmm. But at least you're coming from a place of authenticity. And so then, you know, when they do come back to visit you on your mat, that now they're seeing you for who you truly are. And why mm-hmm. would you want to be anything less than that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we also, we also need to trust people with our truth sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to surprise you, actually. Yeah. People who really, truly love you and love who you are will love you most of the time. And I've, I've had this happen before where I thought that I needed to express my truth. And the minute I said it, they're like, honey, I already knew that. About you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell, what the heck? Why was I? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, right. Because people who do truly love you and do truly support you probably are already seeing your truth all around you Mm -hmm. and you just haven't clued into it. Yeah, true, true. Whoa, good word. Well, something that we can do as a little practice tip is inwardly learn to recognize the fears and the negative emotions that prompt us to not live in our truth. And then once we understand kind of those fears and our thoughts and our speech and our actions, we can be aligned that with our truth and outwardly we can refrain from telling lies and speak with kindness also 
compassion, you know, and speak with compassion and with clarity. But it's the inward work that's the hard stuff. This is the the fact about triggers in general. Like, mm-hmm. right? When you have a trigger that goes off, you have two choices. One is, yes, here the dart hit me. This is like going right back to Buddha's brain book. Yeah. Yes, yes, the dart just hit me. That was the trigger. But what am I going to do with it now? Am I going to go down the path of, you know, not being authentic? Or am I going to go down the path of being authentic? I alone can choose that. What's your favorite quote? Mm-hmm. You make me feel this way or that way is a self-imposed delusion. I alone make me feel anyway. Right? So mm-hmm. this is this is where we need to align ourselves with our truth. And with that means our reactions, right? Know what your triggers are. Know what are the things that are going to maybe knock you off course so that you can manage and make sure that you always stay aligned with your truth and don't get knocked off course. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.